jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds, arts and culture. Style Philosophers with Michael Paris is sponsored by The Bubble Collection, a fragrance collection that's genderless, ageless and boundless. Scents that are so light, they'll just tease the air around you and others. Break out of your bubble, where you can dream, wonder, and create harmony. For more information about The Bubble Collection, go to thebubblecollection.com and follow them on Instagram at The Bubble Collection. Ladies and gentlemen, Style Philosophers, with host Michael Paris on jasoncharles.net. Welcome to Style Philosophers on jasoncharles.net podcast network. I'm your host, Michael Paris, and thank you for joining me. In this program, my very special guest, Gail Perry, and I will focus on the wellness of style and what the new normal can mean for style. In fact, the new normal for recording this program right now is taking place virtually over a mobile device and two landlines. All of us, my producer, Jason Charles, and Gail, our guest, and I are in three different states. As you may know, Style Philosophers is a series where I interview passionate visionaries and style gurus across many cultural and creative professions. Together, we explore their unique stories, knowledge, and style philosophies. We have with us one of those nimble style philosophers, Gail Perry. After an illustrious career in fashion at Donna Karen and Calvin Klein, Gail is now a personal stylist, closet editor, makeover specialist, and Instagram blogger. You can follow Gail at Gail Style. That's G-A-Y-L-E-S-T-Y-L-E. She is also the fashion stylist and contributor for the Daily Mail in the UK. Known for her innate sense of style, her creative high-low dress, and getting looks for less, Gail specializes in helping women and men globally look and feel their best and their most confident. She helps define and elevate their personal style with countless tips that her clients and Instagram followers call life-changing. Many agree that they never imagined they could look and feel as good as they do after having learned and worked with Gail. Hello, Gail, and welcome to Style Philosophers. Hello, Michael. I'm so thrilled to be talking with you. Thank you for having me on your show. I am so excited to learn from you and to discuss the topics that many of us kind of are thinking about right at the moment, which is style and more importantly the wellness of style but before i get into that let's get to know you a little bit better and talk about your background is that cool that's great thank you so let's talk about how style became part of your thought process how and when did you begin to understand the concept of style so this is an important question and one i've thought about a lot The concept of style and the notion of looking good and feeling good started for me as a young girl. My mother part-time modeled and had the most beautiful collection of Gucci clothes. And I just remember watching her and I remember how clothing made her feel. And I remember how it made me feel to spend time in her closet and to mix and match things and try them on, even though they were swimming on me. 
And I just had a sense at a very young age that if I did the same in my closet and put things on that felt great, then I felt, you know, looked great, then I felt great. And, and that extended even to if my bed was made or my room was, was neat. Um, it really made a difference in how I felt. So, and it began at such a young age. I felt, I feel like I had the eye at a very young age and I'm sure it came from her and my family. That's very interesting. And obviously it affected you enough that you wanted to go into it as a profession. Uh, I had mentioned earlier that you had worked at Donna Karen and Calvin Klein. What uh, did you learn from them during that chapter in your style development? I was always very inspired by fashion and designers, and I wanted to be a designer or an editor, but I also was a businesswoman, and I had studied um, English in, in college and the art of communicating and negotiating, which was so important to me. And I knew that also the business side of fashion would be more lucrative, frankly, so I began in Donna Karen in their advertising department, in their media department, buying advertising. And this was in the late 90s, um, during the time when Donna Karen was really celebrating women. Her campaign centered around women as president and, you know, seven essential pieces that, that really helped you dress and, and feel good about what you were doing and you're most confident. And in addition to that, it was so interesting to me to be a part of the marketing and the branding team for her core collections, but also her licensed businesses and the notion of um, brand unity and identity and being sure that you have a message that is clear and, and consistent. And I saw how the designers would create these beautiful pieces that really helped you women and men look and feel their best. So from there, I went on to Calvin Klein and learned more from him. But I was always inspired even more so like I'm, I'm by magazines and switched over into even selling advertising. And then I was, I was exposed to even more designers and watching how, you know, they, they marketed and spoke to women and men and created pieces. I was exposed to so much and I learned a lot of tricks. So, which led me to what I'm doing now. So your background totally prepared you and set you up to where you are now. Explain to us a little about what you do now and how your clients seek you out and how important it is that you influence their style, and obviously they have a need for what you can give them. How does it all work? Can you explain that to us? Sure. So first, I should say that while I was working at the magazines and selling advertising and traveling to Europe a number of times a year, people would ask me, what are you wearing? Um, and I was so fortunate that I really collected some beautiful high-end pieces from all of the designers. But as a young woman, um, you know, on a budget, I really had to be creative and mix and match those designer pieces. I couldn't be designer head to toe. So I found some amazing pieces at the Zara's of the world and the Top Shops and the Forever 21s, and I would mix and match. So while I was working at one of the magazines, 
a woman said to me, why don't you, you know, do me a favor, please, because she would ask me every day, what are you wearing? Why don't you start an Instagram page, an Instagram blog, where every day you post the look that you're wearing and let us know where we can find it. And I started to do that back in October of 2016, so three and a half years ago. And that's really how I built my business. I started doing it on the side so that I had the comfort of still working in a corporate environment and, and making it a living that way. And I wanted to see how this would go. I wanted to see how people would come to me, how, how large a following I could build. And over time, in a very short time, people would then ask me, would you dress me for this occasion? Would you help me find a look similar to what you posted last Tuesday? And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to take this leap of faith. I'm seeing that what I'm offering is relevant. I'm seeing that I can earn a living doing it. And so I just decided I left the magazine you know, business and media business, and I began. And I'm so grateful to my Instagram community and to those that also helped guide me because you really can build a business. And as long as you, you know, have a constant dialogue, people would say to me, thank you so much for answering all the way, you know, to New Zealand or Japan and, and keeping up that dialogue and showing them that you care and you have something that they would find relevant helps to build your business. Very interesting how you've been able to really craft together a whole profession based on your skill set, your knowledge, your passion, and the way we communicate now. And Instagram is a huge part of that, social media, obviously. But, you know, it really does come down to communication. You're a great communicator. You're a wonderful listener. You observe. And I'm sure when you listen to your clients' needs, you're able to really address those needs. And like you said, you're, you're constantly in communication with them. And that means so much, especially when you're looking to reinvent or change your style or your image. You need that, that kind of communication and that one-on-one -on -one, uh, personal attention that I'm sure you give them. Yes. And I tell you, I'm grateful. I, you know, I call my, my days at Donna Karen and Calvin Klein Business School, if you will, because there's a finesse. There's a finesse in the way that you communicate and the way you brand yourself. You know, you don't, you have to I try to be very smart with what I put out there. I try to be very creative with what I put out there. Certainly aspirational, but accessible. And I think, you know, once I start working with someone, they'll say, I can't believe how approachable you are. You know, I, I'd love to look like you. And, and the idea is not looking like me, but to look like you're most beautiful and feel you're most beautiful. And so I'm, I'm grateful that I learned how to brand and to market and communicate my message and how it can be helpful. It's not bad learning from uh, two of the greatest <laughs> minds out there in terms of fashion, branding, and marketing, is it? Uh, you know that well. Very, very well. In fact, I was, I was at Donna's first collection, uh, as a matter of fact, and uh, for her, uh, her collection line, and then uh, later she launched DKNY. So I was very, very in tune with uh, how she was really uh, doing something completely new in the American um, you know, uh, fashion space. It was a yeah. dynamic time to go to one of her shows up in her showroom at uh, 557th Avenue. What a, what a thrill. It was really quite 
really quite special, I have to say. So, um, well, listen, there is a complete other side to what you do. It dovetails perfectly into your whole business and your Instagram self, but you also are a contributor uh, and writer for the Daily Mail in the UK. How did that come about? And I'm sure you have many followers through that channel as well. That's been really helpful, and I'm grateful. So I was at my dermatologist's office one day, and I ran into a woman who is in senior management at the Daily Mail, and she said, I saw your stories. I'm so happy to meet you. She had been following my, me on Instagram, and um, she said, you know, I'd love to talk with you about writing for the Daily Mail, and I just was like, oh, look, my made it, you know, and um, because I just think it's the perfect platform. You know, I certainly, I've always said, like, just please provide me with eyeballs and ears and I will share my message. And I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for even if just one or two that come on board, but I see the magic that happens when women and men meet me and when they put an outfit on that I suggest. And oftentimes it's right in their closet, Michael. It's amazing. Like there are so many gems right in their closet. So I'm able to talk about this in my articles in the Daily Mail. It's the perfect platform because they'll be quite lengthy and they'll, and, and there'll be a nice box that says Gail's 10 Essentials or how do you find your signature look or um, why is the, is the wellness of style or dressing well um, important, you know, to help you achieve your goals both personally and professionally. So it's been an amazing platform for me. And I've now, I've had women say to me, you know, I'm so happy and men that I found you through the Daily Mail. And some of them have become very dear friends, you know, clients and very dear friends of mine. So I'm grateful that, you know, I now have a much larger following and community because of that. Amazing. You uh, mentioned essentials. What are some of those essentials you can share with us off the top of your head? Sure. So a session with me always begins, I take a look at a closet, a man or, you know, either a man or a woman's closet. And I, I want to see if women have pointy toe pumps in black, navy and, and nude or bone. Those are essentials. They are timeless. They will, they can be worn with so many different outfits and really elevate any outfit, even if it's a t-shirt and jeans. It's just a really pretty statement. A structured blazer. Uh, so many women and men don't, aren't wearing the right blazers. And I'll never forget when I met you, Michael, and when you walked in and, and how sharp you looked and the beautiful structured sport coat you were wearing. And you know, just, just investing in one of those. And no matter the, your budget, you know, it could be from Zara or Mango or it could be Saint Laurent. So I want to be sure they have a structured blazer. Beautiful white blouses. It could be a V-neck, a crew neck, a pussy bow blouse. That's essential because you can mix and match. You can wear that blouse in so many different ways. Um, and also in black too. And then, um, a pair of jeans, no matter your body type, that make you look and feel your best and most confident. I've had women say to me, I never thought I could wear skinny jeans. And I know the exact brand that will fit their body and completely transform how they feel and feel much better. So that there, right there is a very good example of wellness of style. I think it's important to have a structured coat that you can literally throw over a pair of sweatpants if you're running to the market and you look put together. And then uh, the right clutch and 
So those are some of the pieces. I also think, you know, I have many women that say to me, I don't think I can wear, I never thought I could wear prints, you know, and then all of a sudden we'll play with some prints and, and I can recommend some that are so inexpensive that you can take that risk instead of spending the money on a designer one. And for men too, I mean, it's really phenomenal. The magic that happens when you clean out so many things that don't work for them and say, here, invest in this type of shirt and this type of suit and these pants for more of a casual look. They have less in their closet, but they can make so many more outfits that make them feel great. So that's, that's what that's about. It's fascinating how we accumulate and hoard in our closets yeah. and drawers and things that are just antiquated or really not part of really how our style should be at all. And sometimes you really need a different perspective, a different point of view, somebody like yourself who could just take a look at all of it and say, you don't need this anymore, or you've evolved from this, or did you ever consider doing mixing this with that? And uh, it's really, really important to have that eye and that, that perspective and they trust you to do that that's why they're coming to you in the first place so uh it's really a fascinating career that you have chosen and a gratifying one that you can help so many people pull their looks together and and their confidence together because style is confidence i've always said that you know against that background you know everything that is happening uh, in today's cathartic and rapidly changing world we use the phrase now, the new normal, a lot. What does that mean for image and style? It's been really interesting, the message that I've been receiving from both women and men, um, those that say, you know, I'm taking the time now to really focus, to think about feeling better and more that I can do for my wellness. And I finished a a virtual closet edit with a client yesterday. And she said, you know, I've been following you for so long. And I finally now have the time. I know eventually we're going to get back to some kind of normal. I'm going to be able to go out again. And I really want to clean out what I have in my closet. And it was just an amazing exercise because as I was saying before, like she never imagined she could wear certain things. And as we were going along, I did watch her become more confident. She'll say, oh, you're not going to like this. And I started out by saying, look, I'm very honest. I don't want to offend you. You can veto anything I say that you should get rid of. Some, some items have sentimental value, whatever it is. You can think about it later. But I tell you, the pile she made. And in these times, Michael, we have so much. And those who are needy are are even needier. There is no reason why we should have items in our closet. When we look at them, we're like, I'm not sure I want to. If you were going out that night and you're not sure you really want to put that item on and it's not a very high end or a sentimental piece, goodbye. Because there are so many people that can use these items. And I have been doing it for myself bags and bags, getting my kids involved, you know, with their closets, a really nice family exercise. And um, I think it's really important right now as we make ourselves better and take this time in quarantine, whether it's working out more, thinking about your style, putting outfits together, cleaning out and giving back. I think it's all really important. And these are things that are evergreen. These are things that we should be doing anyway. But I know me as a single mom, like I didn't really have the time to even focus on my closet. So there are silver linings. There are, and one of them is having the time to pay attention and to focus on what's going to make us better. 
You know, that's very interesting. It also circles back to the whole idea of the sustainability of fashion. You know, so much clothing has been produced today on all different price levels, and it's out there. And depending on your budget or where you are, you may find yourself going to, you know, consignment stores or even Goodwills or uh, other types of stores where you can really get some amazing different pieces of clothing uh, at really, really affordable uh, cost. Uh, So I'm all in favor of that. I mean, there is so much that we can be giving back and, you know, uh, letting people discover the styles and fashions that you've enjoyed so many years. Now you're passing on that sort of heritage to somebody who doesn't even know you. True, Michael. Thank you. And, you know, that's really someone asked me, like, what is the the key to your success or what are you most known for? And look, I come from a world of the best designers, right? And I so appreciate the value of investing in those pieces. And we should, for sure, each season. But I also, you know, that creativity and high-low, showing women that you and men that you don't have to break the bank, especially now, even those that really have don't feel so comfortable buying a whole, you know, season of Dior. So, you know, that's really what I'm known for. I, I scour. I scour the Internet. I, I know where to go for certain items, and I can't get over that I can find a beautiful blouse that's forever 21 for $17.99. I get such a kick out of it. And I love sharing it because then, you know, women and men will send me, look, I'm wearing it. It's really a lot of fun. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it really is. You know, uh, talk about wellness. It seems to be the focus of everything now and uh, sustainability and all of those things that we're talking You're about. Right. What would you say we need to focus on regarding the wellness of style? Let's define the wellness of style. Taking the time to think about how you live your life and what you need to dress for. And even in these times of Zoom meetings, when no one sees what you're wearing on the bottom, I encourage, and this was actually what I wrote about in my last article that came out just days ago in Daily Mail, Put on a pair of jeans that are really well-fitting and make you look and feel your best or a pair of pants because when you have them on, it's almost like your armor, you know, or your packaging, right? And it just makes you feel better. I mean, it's really tied to our emotional health and the psychology of who we are. And I, I know it because I've practiced it myself. I during some of the holidays, I even put a dress on. And even if I was just walking into my living room to do a Zoom call, I felt like I had gone out that evening, you know, and also because I put on a little bit of makeup. But I think it's really important to pay attention to that. I think there are a lot of women and men that say to themselves, God, I wish I could wear that style. Or, you know, I just feel so drab. Um, You know, a woman said to me the other day, "I'm, I'm, I'm just wearing draw and equipment and just like, I'm just keep buying the wrong things. Well, take this time to think about it, you know, think about how you want to look and um, and try to copy those outfits, no matter the budget. Exactly. It's interesting, you know, even after this discussion, people may be listening to this and they may ask themselves, why is style still important? Why, why really do we need it? Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure uh, there's a segment of people out there that are really feeling that right now. Uh, I spoke to someone that I work with and uh, she was saying to me, oh my goodness, I haven't worn, worn structured clothing in over a month. 
So, you know, and it's not really important to her right now, but why yeah. is style still important right now? I'm so glad you asked. It's so important because, for instance, I have some clients who never really thought that they should just, they were just very comfortable, you know, in their like unstructured clothing. And once I show them how they can dress differently and feel differently and the magic that happens when they look in the mirror and they see themselves differently. Also, there are many tricks you can do with clothing to make you feel thinner and trimmer and stronger. And this one client that I did this for, he said, I don't even go out. You know, I hardly even, and, um, you know, my husband and I, we've been married so long, we don't even go out. And after I spent the day with her, a few weeks later, she sent me a picture. They were both dressed up and they were going on their first date in 10 years. There's something that it does for you when you start to pay attention to how you look, because then it can really help the way you feel. And I will tell you that when I see someone who's dressed impeccably, like the first time I saw you the day I met you, <laughs> I imagined that how thoughtful you are about what you put on your body. You must be that thoughtful in your home, with your friends, where you travel, how you live your life. I want to know you. You, you know what I mean? It's, That's it's very, very, very kind of you. <laughs> and a very magnetic. Yeah. So, and I, I think it's important. I think, you know, it's, it's all how we present ourselves and you don't have to be a fashion person. You know, it's really just like understanding what's best for your body. Even if you want to run around and in, in sweats all day or leggings, pick the right one. Correct. And then maybe put on a structured jacket with it when you have to do an errand. You know, style is one of these things where we all participate in style constantly. It's a continuum in, in our lives, all right? Um, so even if you're wearing sweats or you're into athleisure wear, that is style. Even it if is. you choose to be anti-style, that is a style. No matter whether it's high, low, uh, whether it's in, within good taste or maybe not so good taste, that is still style. And all of us, you know, we gravitate to the style that we feel comfortable with, or we we seek additional help with someone like yourself to sort of fine tune or focus on a style that um, can uh, sort of like maximize our our look potential. It's interesting, you know, style doesn't go away. Uh, it stays with us. And just because we're going through really challenging times right now, style doesn't leave us. I mean, if you look back into history, in 1918 when we had uh, the Spanish flu pandemic, you fast forwarded three years or four years into the future from there, and it was the jazz age. All of a sudden, right. style was Exploding. Right. Women were bobbing their hair. They were dancing the Charleston. It was uh, a glorious time in style. Women were liberated. They, they were exposing their legs up to their knees. It was spectacular. Uh, the whole Gatsby era was really happening. And then the Depression hit. Uh, and what happened after that? It was Hollywood in the golden age of Hollywood brought us some of the most glamorous designs that we had ever seen. The country may have been in the doldrums uh, and couldn't afford to dress that way, but at the same time, they aspired 
to be in that world or that lifestyle. And they went to the theaters and they looked at the clothing that Jean Harlow and Betty Davis and Joan Crawford was wearing and Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers dancing and the legends of the, uh, the costume designers like Edith Head, how they started to really feed the psychological need for style. It was so important. And beyond that, you know, after the Second World War, what happened? All of a sudden in Paris, we had Christian Dior giving yes. us the new look. All of a sudden, yeah. oh my gosh, there was a whole new silhouette to accent the beauty of a woman's body and style. And that all came after the tragedies and calamities and really tough times that history gave us. And I feel that's where we are right now, that style isn't going to go away. It's going to continue and it's going to evolve. It is a reset that we're all going through. You know, that's my take on it. And um, if you had to forecast, where do you see it going? So, I think you're at everything you said, I'm just picturing this boom, but I'm picturing more of a responsible boom. Like when you talk about sustainability and, you know, this reset has made a lot of people think, um, but we will dress again and we will go out again and we're just going to be smarter about it. And I, you know, I fantasize about dressing every woman and man that first night out. It's almost like fashion's night out in New York city. You know, it's like, I can't even imagine what that's going to feel like. But right now, I want to, in my communications and what I put out there, I want to give women and men the confidence to try new things, right? I mean, that is just so exciting to me because a lot of people just kind of need a friend to say, you know what, try that. It does look good. You can wear those jeans. You can wear prints. Why not? You know, it's like they're useful. And I think what my, what my clients really appreciate and my followers is that what I'm putting out there is appropriate you know, and you can be sensual and sexy in an appropriate way, no matter. So I think that what I see coming is, you know, in the future is definitely, like I said, that boom and, and having fun and getting dressed with fashion, but, you know, being a little more responsible about it. I mean, the, what's happening in the world is, is, is having a huge impact on everyone. And I think we were going too fast and we weren't paying attention and mother nature is just like, hang on, you know, and we have to be smarter about how we, make clothing and and all of that so i feel good about it. i'm very optimistic i think this is i think we're raising great people right now and children and so i'm excited about what's to come i'm so excited to see what's on the runways you know and and how designers and i'm so impressed with how designers have turned their offices into mask making you know whatever they needed to do um, to help and, and the creativity now and, and God knows well, maybe we'll be in bikinis with masks. Who knows? But. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a whole different uh, a whole different look out there and a whole different sensibility and, and mystery to uh, style. That's for sure. So uh, you know it's funny. Uh, you're obviously very passionate about what you do and what drives you personally. What makes you so passionate uh, about style, Gail? That's such a good question. Um, I know how it feels for me. Like, you know, I look, I think back of when I was a young girl and when, when my bed was made in my room and I was wearing something and it couldn't be, it could, it was also a tomboyish type of outfit at times, but it was a cool tomboyish outfit. You know, it didn't always have to be a pretty dress. And so what really drives me is I know how it makes me feel. 
And I know how it makes women and men feel once I get my hands on them, (laughs) you know? So that's really what drives me. I'm a psychology minor. Like, I really love helping people. I don't mean to sound, but I really do. And, you know, women and men wrote to me and said, you're really helping me get through this time. You know, I look to you every day. And so that really inspired me. And, you know, even those days when I was feeling tired or whatever, it's like, I, this is something I have to do. That drives me. And, you know, and my kids see me doing it and being a, a working single mother drives me and seeing my daughter, you know, appreciate what I'm wearing and getting an idea from her by what she puts together. So, and I, and I raise that too, because I share a lot of my mom life on Instagram. And I think that's important too, because I'll have women reach out and say, you know, I can, I I can really relate to you. Thank you for that idea, you know, or men who are getting divorced and saying, you know, I really want to put myself out there and women too said, I can't imagine ever getting out there again. And then they're sending pictures. Look at my date night. I'm getting on a FaceTime date. That's what inspires me. And I, I'm constantly like looking and reading and scouring. I still hold magazines in my hand because I came from that generation where, you know, and I think it's important. I look a lot at art. I look at color palettes and then I'll say, oh, I want to do a monochromatic with different shades of gray. So I'm trying to keep my eye on the pulse. Yeah, and you really do. I, you know, this is, this is going to sound like the Mutual Admiration Society, but when I first met you, you know, you were beaming and the way that you had yourself pulled together in prints and colors and there was a casual chic about you that was that was very inviting and I thought that that was really cool that you put yourself out there in a way that also follows through with putting your own personal essence and personality into your Instagram. People like to know about you personally, what drives you and ultimately it shows us what your style philosophy is and I guess the, the final question that I would have for you is, you know, what is your style philosophy, Gail? So my philosophy is I am a, a timeless classic with an edge kind of woman. And I, and I have a signature style and I have for a long time, but each season I take risks. And I also, I don't believe in just buying for spring and buying for winter, but really, for instance, investing in pretty blouses or not, or finding, a, you know, many that are low priced and using them all year long. Like this was also one of my pieces that I wrote for Daily Mail that some of these blouses that you would only consider summery type blouses, layer them. Take a beautiful flowy dress you only imagine wearing outside in the summer, wear them with tights and a great boot and a cardigan sweater or a blazer. So my philosophy, very, you know, very, what's rooted in my philosophy is buying the right pieces year after year and, and having the confidence to mix and match them and have a uniform. You know, I have a date night uniform that's a sexy pair of jeans and off the shoulder top and a blazer over my shoulder and a pointy pump. So these are the, the tips that I give all based on what my style philosophy is and, and really having a timeless look, but but with edge and modernity and I love a statement look a statement piece and that could just be a very pretty white blouse a classic trouser a pointy pump but you are making a statement well that's great you describe it in such a 
wonderful way and really focus on so many things. You make style feel and sound very romantic. And I look forward perhaps to another uh, another podcast with you where we can maybe talk about the romance of style because that seems where we're sort of heading with this conversation right now. So uh, yeah. uh, it's so good. You know, Gail, Style Philosophers is a place that focuses on guests just like you, who have one thing in common, and that's a strong and unique style philosophy. And you certainly do. I can't thank you enough for talking and sharing your expertise with me. Tell us, where can our listeners find out more about you and your style tips? So the best place to find me is on Instagram, and my handle is at GaleStyle, so at G-A-Y-L-E-S-T-Y-L-E. You can, they can DM me for appointments, any questions. I post a lot of stories with style tips, and I try every day to post a daily um, image or, or picture either of something I'm wearing that day or from my archives to give ideas of, of certain outfits that I recommend. So also people can contact you for individual consultation as well, the same way, or is there a different way of sure. uh, dealing with that? Yes. The best way to contact me for a consultation is uh, via the, the message, the direct message on Instagram. Terrific. That's I also have my email on my Instagram page, so they can just click the button and email me as well. Terrific. Terrific. Okay. And Michael, I'd really like to thank you as well for having me on your podcast. Not only do we share many of the same backgrounds from the fashion and beauty world, but our thoughts on style and the wellness of style are so in sync. And this is something I recognize from the moment we met. You had me at Hello. <laughs> and thank you. I'd love for all of my, my followers to follow you on Facebook and Instagram at Style Philosophers at S-T-Y-L-E, Philosophers. And of course, I'm sure they'll subscribe and follow this podcast as well. What you're doing here with jasoncharles.net is very exciting and relevant. So thank you. Oh, I thank you so much. And it's just been uh, great speaking with you and to understand that we are in an amazing industry. We are in an amazing profession. And we also uh, are going through an amazing time as uh, cathartic as it may be right now. I'm so happy that our paths crossed and that we had the opportunity to really sit down and talk about the wellness of style. Uh, it means so much to me, and I feel I'm ready to go on to the next chapter of my style development. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, Michael. Meanwhile, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. You can also stream the program on jasoncharles.net podcast network arts and culture shows stay current with all matters of style and upcoming programs by following us on instagram and facebook at style philosophers until then be confident and live by your own style philosophy style philosophers with host michael paris on jasoncharles.net for more information about Michael Paris and the Style Philosophers, follow at Style Philosophers on Instagram. Style Philosophers with Michael Paris is sponsored by The Bubble Collection, a fragrance collection that's genderless, ageless, and boundless. 
Scents that are so light, they'll just tease the air around you and others. Break out of your bubble, where you can dream, wonder, and create harmony. For more information about The Bubble Collection, go to thebubblecollection.com and follow them on Instagram at thebubblecollection. JasonCharles.net Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep. 